this one vibrate. Hit him up, move him out. Raw high. Okay, I think we're ready to do a show here. So I'm gonna go boom. Boom. All right, it is Friday, February 12th, Valentine's Day weekend for your sweetie, your honey, your boo. We got John Riggins in the house. We're gonna we're gonna get into some Valentine's Day, have a little fun. Yes, yes. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. You're so fine. You're so fine. Here's Rigo. Oh, thank you, Todd. I, I'm not familiar with this tune. Can you believe that? You know T-Rex. Well, I know T-Rex, but ain't the one I'm thinking of. Bang the gong is what I know. This is a little bit different. Must be the flip side, the B side. Jeepster. Maybe I heard it. All righty, Todd, we do have a lot of stuff to cover, even though it doesn't seem like it, because there wasn't a football game to talk about. Uh, but that, but nonetheless, let's John, start hang, off with... John, hang on. I got I to gotta redo it. Okay. I got to redo it. And the reason why I got to redo it, because I forgot to cut over to... After I did the open... I got four things I gotta do at once, and I fucked it up. Okay, so it goes boom, 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 boom. Okay. You can't auto sync that and hit one button. Uh, yeah, not yet. Because then I gotta go to the audio. Hello, Kevin. Kevin, are you doing? Now you'll know. Now you'll know. Right, it is Friday, February 12th, Rigo, Valentine's Day weekend. Yes, sir. Little T-Rex. I haven't heard this, but I like it. You're so sweet. You're so fine. Thank you. Time for Rigo to blow your mind. Yeah, thanks. Very well done, Todd. Uh, I'm trying to lose my neck up here. Just keep that going for a little bit longer. I'm kind of like... What's his name in Stir Crazy? They got him up on the chains. Oh, my back has never felt so good. Uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Thank you. I couldn't quite come through with that. Listen, uh, let's talk about something near and dear to my heart, and that would be a drunken Tom Brady. Uh, gosh, that brought back memories, Todd. And the memories that brought back was 
course, I don't really remember that, but it was the gentleman that was escorting him, uh, escorting him off the docks after the boat ride where he tosses the trophy, Super Bowl trophy, which I've read is the real trophy. They don't. I didn't know this. Did you know hockey? In hockey, they've got two cups, one for the players and one that is the real cup. Yeah, because they, al they allow them to oh, then. They do. They desecrate the Oh, my the gosh. Cup. Yeah, it's amazing to see. How many times does somebody fill the bowl with number two? <laughs> I mean, you got to figure. There's got to be some stories. If that bowl could talk. I mean, it's not a bowl. What's it called? A it's cup. a cup. If that cup could talk, you do not want to know what that cup has seen. Can you imagine uh, the body parts that cup is? That's seen? a Netflix series. That, uh, it might be. <laughs> My uh, night with the cup. Yeah, I, I, it would go on and on. But yeah, I, I, like I said, when I saw that, and I thought, well, and then they, you know, somebody said, well, Tom Brady doesn't drink, and of course, I believe they were corrected. He certainly made an exception, right? Avocado. Uh, Mark, yeah, he, he avocado? tweeted out, "Sorry, not sorry, uh, avocado, avocado tequila," which you know, it's got to be organic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Halta Kids was TB12 approved. It's got a lot of vitamin C in it as well. TB12 approved. Yeah, there's no question about it. Well, you know, th th that's what really kind of amazes me is that, you know, you had all the people commenting on that. And then I believe there was somebody that, for PFT Pro Football Talk. I think it was Chris Sims was on there a lot. I mean, he said, oh, man, can you imagine what would have happened if they, that trophy would have went over the side? That's 80 foot of water. And then I thought... It, that's a that, that's a marina where there's small boats in and out of 80 feet of water. You I know, don't. I, I'm going right away. I'm thinking, hey, listen, I've been on quite a few marinas now, and uh, it ain't no 80 feet of water. And then somebody, sure enough, they, the shipping channel down in Tampa is 40 feet deep. I don't think that that. And so it was basically, it's like, you know, he'd been there. He knew how deep it was. And I don't really think that that's right. So it wasn't such a scary thing. I mean, well, what if the worst case, the worst thing that would have happened is if somebody misses it and it bangs, bangs into the boat. If it goes over the side, that's Gronk not a down, problem. Gronk down. Do you think, do you think for a second that somebody couldn't have just hopped in the water, dove down and retrieved it? It would have been a macho Tarzan type thing guy, to do. Guy comes up, come up with a knife and a fish and he's got the trophy. Got the trophy under his arm. So anyway, congratulations. And it has dawned on me, Todd. Basically, I think we I've got I've got TB figured out. He's Peter Pan. What else can it be? He does not want to grow. And I have to salute that. I gotta go. There must be that must be, I don't think it really is all the championships. I'm I'm starting to re recalibrate because it, the only thing I can think of that would after you've done so much of it, it's like I don't care, you know? I mean, how many... He still he, cares. He does, but what he cares about is not the trophies. It's about the locker room. Right. Where else can you go? And this is the one great thing about sports, and it doesn't have to be professional sports. High school, could be lower school, it can be college, and obviously it can be professional. But there is something about a locker room that is... There's no way to put... I can't put it into words exactly what that is like, and it is literally it it begs of the you know the, the famous novel Peter Pan. If you, when you hit a locker room and you're part of a locker room, you don't ever have to grow up, Todd. You know you get into a locker room and life is good. You've got a bunch of people around you. You might have some serious problems outside of it. And I heard this when I was in acting school, where actors are the same way. When they get to the theater or whatever, they can leave all their troubles behind. They enter a fantasy land. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, every athlete that plays any kind of sport in this country 
is another fantasy land. They enter a fantasy land. And that fantasy land is so intoxicating, I think, for a lot of people. And all the accoutrements that go with it, which basically for me was always the crowd. When you go out in front of a live audience, something they didn't get to do this fall, but that's part of the... That's part of the addiction, that and your teammates and taking and forgetting about all your troubles and focusing on something completely different. It almost becomes religion in that in that respect. And that's the part where I got to feel like that's got to be it. Because honestly, I would think now this is just me and maybe I get bored quicker than the average guy. But you've won one, two, three. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they won what, four out of five years. They won the Super Bowl. Yep. So they had one break in the middle. They won two, to, and then they take a break, and then they won t- another two. I'm thinking after that, it's kind of like, well, I, now it's kind of like I'm down to the money. I mean, at the same time, I've said this before, the, and that's what it is. I mean, then the playoffs themselves, but I don't understand. I repeat myself, and I, is the part that I don't do not understand is his 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 being able to tolerate the regular season. I just don't understand that. Mm-hmm. That. For him, that's got to be like, I got nothing for the regular season. But interestingly enough, I think you pointed out last week or, or on, on the show at the beginning of the week here, that in a way, by leaving New England and going to Tampa, all of a sudden he'd recreated. All the doubt. Exactly. Everybody he, challenging me. Oh, I'm not good for and it. And you know what? There's something to be said for that. There right. really is something to be said for that. It makes you also beg the, the, the question, could have New England gotten to the Super Bowl had he stayed in New England? I mean, that's the part. That you kind of, and you know, what, what are the odds when you think about it? You have to, you have to say this as well, that he is blessed, that he's like the, he's like uh, Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now, you know, he just loves the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> he's got the golden light on him. Where else could you go? Never been done before. He goes to Tampa. Tampa gets the Super Bowl in Tampa. It's just him. That is just bizarre, isn't it? Isn't it Ponce de Leon and the Fountain of Youth? Wasn't that around the Tampa it's area? It's not very far from where he this is. This is all adding up. But does that mean he's been going down there back and forth? This is and all adding up. He's finally going home? <laughs> well, anyway, I, I, I congratulate him again because it is an extraordinary accomplishment. But it's like I said, I am the part, I, the, 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 the winning the football games, you know, being on the winning team and all that, that, that doesn't really, but the fact that he still has the tolerance of a, to do a regular season is well beyond my ability to grasp. I just can't grasp it. Well, can you? My little bit, my little dance, my little bump up against playoffs and all that. It was like after what we played, I played in two Super Bowls, but regular season was intolerable. I only played in two, <laughs> lost one of them, mind you. And I was like, regular season? Are you kidding me? Well, like practice, that wasn't even a consideration. Oh, well, that went out the window a long time ago. There was no such thing as practice. And also, practice, I was even <laughs> you went out, you were the early Allen Iverson? I was. We talk about practice? But he didn't mean it that way. But I mean, Not a game. I did mean it that way. That's the way I took it. It's like, he's going, exactly, Allen. <laughs> practice? Practice? We talking about practice? No. I ain't going to do that. Anyway, <laughs> so I had to get that out. Well, and, and also the notion of, John, and this is the part that it, it, it trying to understand how he's done it, what motivates him to be, because he's not 33. At 33, you're at 33, you're getting into the goat stage in the NFL as a quarterback. He's 43. Yeah. Well, you know that, I, you know, that's the one thing I would, I, I can buy into the fact everybody makes a big deal out of his age. First of all, the rules have allowed him to stay and play the game as long as he has. Without the rules the way they are, he'd have been cut in half, you know, years ago. You know, he had to play. Well, all of and today's modern-day quarterbacks. Exactly, exactly. But, but he, he is unique in the sense that he can't run. He is 
you know, he, he is a robot, and, you know, well, and he's a robot without any wheels. So my point is, is it played back in the days with Deacon Jones and, and those kind of people probably would have ended a little bit sooner than that. But because he is obviously somebody who really pays attention to his, you know, uh, nutritional regimen, his workout regimen, all this stuff, I mean, a very, very disciplined guy, something I cannot relate to. That's why I was really, I, I was actually encouraged when I saw him staggering off, <laughs> sta staggering out of the boat. I went, okay, he's got a human oh, side well, to Well, maybe those were his sea legs, and he would, you know, he was still a little... He's little, a little woozy. Little, yeah. He does, he gets seasick. <laughs> rather easily that may have been that may have been it all right Todd we got quite a few things to do we do have uh, we do have uh, what do you call it the uh, weekend coming up here it's uh what do you call it? Well, thank uh, God we don't have to deal with the weekend anymore, the performer, oh, and man. we can actually talk about you, you completely the that one completely <laughs> went over my head because who's that? How? Oh, well, I don't want to get started on that, but I, I remember when my daughter told me who that was, and I'm going, no, 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 who is it? <laughs> Because it didn't make sense. The weekend. What do you mean the weekend? Who is that guy in the car? The, the weekend. weekend. No, I know it's Sunday. What are we doing? Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, you, well, let's get into uh, Taylor Heineke. Oh, first of all, we got to go. We got to go back and do a little bashing here. All right, we're pretty good at that. Oh yes. The Washington Post. What was the fool's name? Oh but, man. But it wasn't necessarily him. And it's because it, they don't I write the headlines. Huh? They were making the assumption. Well, let's set the stage here. Yeah. And we had just talked on our show that we did earlier in the week, and this we had learned bullshit. right before we started the show that the legendary coach, Marty Schottenheimer, who had a cup of coffee here in Washington, uh, legendary coach, over 200 wins, the Hall only should team. be in the Hall of Fame, the only one that has is not in the Hall of Fame of an active coach with that many wins, took three Cleveland, Kansas City, and San Diego deep into the playoffs, and it, teammates, players, coaches, everybody respected and loved the guy. Wasn't for everybody, but he's a little Vince Lombardian. No question, he yeah. was he was That's old a, school, but yep, he was old but school. Guy was a winner, yes, and he was. He, you know, and I know plenty of guys that, and you see the outpouring from players and the respect shown to him in the Washington Post. So yeah, we got it, we got it. I mean, it, it was. I texted you the photo, and I could not believe. I couldn't read the article, though. Well, I didn't even because, get into the you article got it, you because. Got, you have to get a subscription the, to the Post, which I refuse to do. That paper has completely been written. I've never really appreciated the Post since I got here because they barbecued my butt when I came down here from New York. So I've always had a little bit. i got to admit, I've got a little chip on my shoulder when it comes to Washington Post. But after reading this, now i got a super chip. And what they have done since they were sold, it is not the legendary paper that it used to be. I'm sorry. They, they've been, it's almost as if in various sections of the paper that they have a, they, they issue, have a team of writers and it's like, let's stir it up. Always be contrarian. Come up with the most outrageous because we got to get the clicks. You know, it used to be, I wouldn't line my birdcage with that paper, but since it's not a physical paper anymore, it's not worth the bites. It's not worth the yeah. digital anything. And in, in the headline... Right after the right after the man dies at 77 from Alzheimer's, been battling it for a while, and I'll, I'll it, it, was, it was short and sweet. Marty Schottenheimer, 77, dies of da 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 da, and known Legendary for coach who known, always came, always, known for his team's wilting in the playoffs. That was it, wilting, wilting in the playoffs. Now that's the headline of the man's obituary. That's what not what Marty Schottenheimer is going to be known for, or should have been per portrayed. I know. That's the part I just went. 
you have to be kidding. I mean, the, the writer wouldn't necessarily, because right away I, I looked at the writer's name and started to look him up and think, what? But then I'm thinking, he didn't necessarily write that headline. Well, that isn't the way it always that's works. the part we don't know. There's some anonymous person that came up with that headline. Well, usually that's the case, and, but, but maybe not. on obits, we don't know. And those obits, which I didn't know this, because I was just watching a show recently, and uh, they were talking about, I forget who it was, but... My obit is probably written right now down at it is. It's, in the it's Washington It's 90% Post. written. And, and yeah, I, anybody with any notoriety whatsoever, you've got we no used, obits already we written used, for you. I used to be part of a team that used to do that some years ago. Is that right? In which we would take inventory Just to of, be ahead of, of, time, of right? who was not doing well and otherwise and to get ahead of the game. And right. then it would get a little macabre because we would have pools as to... Which one was going to go first? Yes. And did you have two but, obits, the one you really wanted to write and the one that respect and dignity made no, you write? No, we always with respect. Because there are some people that you're going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I've got a lot of my mom in me. She, you, 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 you messed with her one time, you were done. You were just like, you're written out of the will completely. My That's God, it. I, there's a chance that we were related, too, because my mom Same don't thing. play either. You One yeah, time, you cross me once, no trust. It's the old first time, your fault, second time, my fault. That ain't going <laughs> to happen is, there because is no you're third. not getting a second time. Right, right. You're done right here. It's kind of that clan mentality. It, it, I, I don't, you know, and it's, I, I was just, it really pissed me off. Yeah. And, then, and then I saw... They were. I, I was proud, actually, through social media for some of the good that it did. How many people Jumped were upset it. by this? Yeah, that was. And they fun. retracted it shortly thereafter. Oh, but they God. do this all the time, and it's just like when they got their false or mis misleading reports on anything, and they lead with that, and they, it, they, you know, the damage is done, and the retraction or the correction is always way down it's below. That, but that's been going ever, on forever. Forever. Never the retraction equals what the headline was when they when they recant on whatever it was they put up. So I think we got a two-finger salute to the Washington Post. Two fingers? Double? One from you, one from oh, you. Or maybe <laughs> double-fisted. Double-fisted. Really, really pathetic. Yeah, wasn't good at all. Um, by the way, you know, this being Halloween. Halloween. Where Halloween. Halloween. I get Halloween and Valentine's Day mixed up because they well, they like for me. They, well, they both that's probably true. They they both end up with we'll candy skip. somehow, <laughs> some way, or could, right? So maybe that's why I mix it up. But you know, there's I, I got to look at it, you know, sometimes don't ask me where this came from. But somehow I, I know what it is. I go downstairs and lift weights. And they're Channel 20 here. I don't know what, WDCA or something like that, WDC? WDCW now. DC, DCW, okay. Used to be DCA. But anyway, they just play one old movie after another. Right. So you see old actors, and all of a sudden you get to looking at their you know, you because it takes you back to a time, you know, I watched Nevada Smith with Steve McQueen here the other day, and and Carl Malden, and I, and I, I hadn't seen that movie, and I don't know how, well, probably since I saw it at the Seneca Theater in 1966. Whoa. Yeah. So, and then you start to think about the old movies you saw when you were a kid and realizing those movies were just, some of them had just started to be talkies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, if you go back as far as you are now, in other words, if I go from here back to there, I'm thinking, well, when I first saw that movie, if I go back 50 years, they're still doing silent films. So <laughs> that ain't good. But anyway, so I saw this film and I started looking up one of the actors. Next thing I see Robert Blake's name. So I look up Robert Blake just out of curiosity. Beretta, everybody. Well, Older folks would remember him as Beretta. This guy's almost 90 years old now. But anyway, so I looked him up, and I find out that obviously he was accused, when I say obviously, he was accused of murdering his wife. 
stood trial for that and for the uh, what do you call it the, uh, the when you have a uh, cabal that you know he was working with other people trying to right you know in other words there was more to it than just a murder charge he escaped the murder charge was convicted i don't convicted the wrong word was found guilty of was it like wrongful death with like simpson did yeah it's like my bad yeah well where they, they then they somebody can sue you in civil court and they found him guilty of a wrongful death or whatever him and one of his henchmen who was uh, his bodyguard but it turns out the woman who, who was murdered was a woman by the name of uh, Bobby Lee Backley, I believe was her name. Now she Prior to being Blakely? No, it's not Blakely. It's B-A-K-L-E-Y. No, her name. Yeah. But his name. Oh, Robert Blake. Right. Yeah. That's where I was going. So her... Oh, she married Robert Blake. Right. So, 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 be, so instead of being Backley, she's now Blake. She'd she'd be, she's moving the L around. Backley Blake. <laughs> she's moving the L around. Well, she's not moving anything now. Not a lot, but she must have been, move, been able to move something pretty good because she was married ten times. <laughs> There's that. So you got to give There's you got to give Bonnie Lee a little credit here. She, she had games. No but question. she was a predator of sorts. She she'd carve out. You know, she was always looking for um, celebrities. That was what her. That was what she was known for. She'd cut a celebrity. I can't wait for her. you to tie this into Valentine's Day. Well, here's where it goes. Valentine's. What's Valentine's? Love, right? Right. Well, Bonnie Lee was such a big romantic that she got married ten times. Did you realize she that? She just had that Cupid and poosh. Ten times, dog. <laughs> but this isn't even half the story. The best part is one of Bonnie Lee's husband was a guy by the name of Glenn Wolf. If you look Glenn Wolf up, because he's when you go in Wikipedia, his name is in blue, and I'm going, Glenn Wolf? Who's this guy? The Glenn Wolf. Yeah. Is that Glenn Wolf? How many Glenn Wolfs are there? He is in the Guinness World Book of Records. He was actually a preacher, I believe, for 29 monogamous marriages. Whoa! Well, we know they probably weren't monogamous, but basically to one woman. He so was he married wasn't 29 times, had 40 children. 29 times. He so, was married. so he wasn't a polygamist or no. a Mormon. He's at 29. He okay, this one's done. You out. You. Come over here, honey. Get up here. Say a few words. I do. Let's roll, honey. Oh, wait a second. Let's go back in there. That is love. I, I didn't mean you. I meant you. He That's did a... that 29 times. So anyway, now, this you keep looking this stuff up. Then all of a sudden, he his last marriage was to a woman named Wind, Linda Wolf. Of course, she became Wolf. I don't know what her real last name was before she became the next Miss, the 29th <laughs> Mrs. Wolf. But guess what? As a woman, she holds the record for most marriages to men. Monogamous marriage. She logs in at 23 marriages. They're making a mockery. And of, yeah, this is some of, super secret of, society we don't know about, Rigo. Of Valentine's Day, because it's so sacred. I know you you hold it very near and dear to your heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hallmark, baby. That would probably Rock be gone. The, Yeah, I've never really got into Valentine's Day. I mean, I kind of got to. It's really weird that we're talking about this. Coco, my 15-year-old daughter. 16, I'm sorry, Coco. I didn't mean to short you here there. Yeah, I'd, I'd get a little shot in the ribs on that one. Uh, she says, what are you and Mommy going to do for Valentine's Day? And I went, well, I don't know. What can you do? There ain't nothing you can do. I said, you can't go out to dinner. Said, oh, yeah, you can go out to dinner. And I thought, well, I don't know. So I'm kind of up in the air there. It's just like, hey, hon. But basically, most, you know, it's time for a little physical, uh, you know, get worked out here. Go to the medicine cabinet. <laughs> Let's roll. Let's roll. <laughs> Happy Valentine's, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's all I got. Now, did you know that, that Kansas City, Missouri yeah. helped helped uh, make Valentine's Day what it is today? Oh, 1913 Hallmark. Hallmark cards. 
You know, they, well, you know what's weird is the Hall brothers, they are the people that create, and they also turned into Hall brothers are the first ones to build, I don't believe this is correct, the first shopping center in the United States. It's called the Plaza. Wow. That was built by the Hall brothers back in probably the third, well, I don't know if it was the 30s because things weren't good. So like during, a, a, a shopping center, like an outdoor Yeah, basically, I stores. mean, the only difference between that and a strip mall is that it's not a, you know, strip type right. thing, but it is a, a it's a shop, it's, you know, everything else, shopping it. For people that wanted to buy, if I, I'm not 100% sure on this. I'm not a, you know, a, a, what do you call it, a metropolitan developer or anything. But everything was downtown, right? Right, like New York right, City. It's right. like You, you know, had the downtown. But they, but they just went down to this area that's just south of downtown Kansas City, about three miles, four miles, something like that, and built the plaza. It, I mean, it became so world Hall's famous. So Halls created actually. the mall? That's kind of, in yeah, you could say that, that they created a shopping mall. Wow. But it wasn't the same as when you see malls today, but it was the forerunner for all the stuff that you see today. But and I, I'll let you finish. And then out of that, they, I think they spun hallmarks, and they were big builders in the area. I mean, they developed all that area around Shawnee Mission, or what is it called? Mission Hills, right. which is, if you've heard of Mission Hills. NCAA's based there, isn't there? No, that's Shawnee Mission. Shawnee but Mission. Mission Hills actually is a very, uh, very gentrified, exclusive area. Yeah. It's kind of like having Potomac, Maryland as your in, address here, here in D.C. Yeah, actually in Kansas City. It's in Kansas City, Missouri. So, yeah. So anyway, go ahead. I'm well, sorry I had to I, and that's what I used to always say. I, this is a Hallmark invented holiday. As a lot of holidays are now, you know, they've come up with more oh, yeah. reasons and you and you research the history of what Valentine's Day is and how gory it was actually going back to the Roman times. <laughs> and yeah, the original well, they had a, it, they it had was, like a little they had a little get together down, well, down at the Coliseum well, on Valentine's Day. So the dark origins of Valentine's Day, this is from NPR, but yeah, so it was actually a Roman festival. Um February 13th to the 15th, the Romans celebrated the feast of Lupercalia. The men sacrificed a goat and a dog, then whipped women with the hides of the animals they had just slain. Whipped them? And, and the men did all this while, while naked, and they'd run through the city, and then they would whip women, and the women would get beat by these freshly slaughtered animals. Were they naked skins. too? No, just the men. And the men, because then it was a sign of, of fertility. And then they, you, and then you would start picking out which sign? women that you wanted while you were drunk, running around naked, <laughs> beating. But your... what if she was somebody else's husband? <laughs> well, she wouldn't be out there amongst them. Oh, I see. Young this women is... would line up for the men to hit them. They believed this would make them fertile. And so then the young men would. So draw... they bought into it. Oh yeah, one hundred. That's how it. That's how it started. Uh... And I got to believe some man dreamed this up. <laughs> it probably wasn't some woman. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. So it go when you go back and see the history of this, and then it's actually celebrated so, in, in various ways around the world, and it's. But you're saying it basically came out of Kansas City, Mo, <laughs> that the Hall the Hall well, brothers yeah, kind of said, well, "Hey, we got this card company, but you know, only around Christmas time and birthdays we get action." 100, 100. So let's come up with. You know what? I think the NFL, not only WWE, they're stealing the Hall Brothers theory no because they've got a Hall. It's all marketing, baby. That's what it's all about. It's all marketing. Speaking of marketing, <laughs> Rigo, Taylor Heineke. The yeah, legend, yeah, yeah, yeah. The legend go. grows. And uh, remember, I'm going to tell you one more time. You've dropped an N on the end of his name. It's I think I see a commercial it's for Heineken. this guy. He yeah, is Heineken. Yeah, Taylor I mean, Heineken. I think Montez Sweat. He, he does it. He did a deodorant commercial his rookie year for. Uh, is that I right? Think it was Old Spice. 
They not, get I not saw full <laughs> We'll get into that later. Sweat. Yeah, exactly. In your private parts. So uh, when you when you you saw the headline that they uh, they announced earlier in the week that they signed Taylor and we actually all, I didn't see it. So well, I I but I do it, know that I you, sent it to you. And when yeah, you see no, no, the no. big numbers and everybody goes, oh, oh we overpaid. But if you drill down and see some of the particulars, and this is coming from uh, actually I will give credit where credit is due to the Washington Post when they do do a good job and one of the uh, Washington beat reporters is Nikki Jabala Jabala and I may be butchering that Nikki but so yeah. his his um, his two-year contract includes a salary of one million dollars in 2021 this season 1.5 million next year he gets a million dollar signing bonus wow. yeah that and, is amazing he won the lot of and and so his salary of 2021 of a million dollars, only 500,000 of that is guaranteed. He then can uh, have game. So day he's guaranteed a million and a half bucks at this point. Yes. Okay. Yep. Game day roster bonuses of 31,250 per game. That adds up to 500,000 total. Uh, he has team regular season wins. He can make up to a million five. Team making the playoffs, he can make up to an additional 250. Team playoff wins, another 250. So there's a, those are some pie in the sky, yeah. well, you know, numbers. If well, you if will. he's got the chops, and that, and that's just it. So to to be guaranteeing a million five for a guy that's coming in, may compete for the starting job, could be a solid number two, maybe number three. Uh, because if you look at his overall body of work, and I really like this guy. I like the way he comports himself, the way he's handling. I mean, he's. I think he's played in less than nine games, and you know, he was in career? the league going back to 2015. Right, and and yeah, so what is 27 years old? Yeah, 27. Um, you know what is interesting, and it just kind of like you look at life and you go, you know, fate and all this stuff. I mean, stories like that really are fascinating to me. This guy's studying for his finals. Where is it? Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Is online. Gets a phone call. Fortunately enough for him, he'd crossed paths with Scott Turner. So he was familiar with That's why they called him. Yep. He comes up here. He has the game that he played. I, you cannot really, that he played in the playoffs against the eventual Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Bucks. The game that he played will go into the, will go into lore. I mean, it almost has to, where you were that far away from football for that long. Although you knew the system a little bit, but now you come back and you're in a playoff. You're starting a playoff game. It's like, you know, some men have, you know, the Shakespeare. Some men are born great. Some men achieve greatness, and some men have greatness thrust upon them. Yeah. I don't know which one he is. Well, I he think wasn't the born latter. great necessarily, but somehow, I, I, like I said, I'm still just absolutely uh, flummoxed is how he performed so well in that game. And ultimately, that game earned him a million on top of what he did, regardless if he can play. Because I got to tell you, after that game, I'm kind of like, well, it looks like they found their quarterback. But then you kind of know realistically, how could so many other teams have missed on this guy that looks like, hey, this is the, you know. Right, he's this, 27. This, Since next Patrick Mahomes. This, he's not, he's not, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins. Well, I guess you could say Kurt Warner. How did they pass? I mean, Kurt Warner would be the story, would be the, this, what do you call it, the equal of this, that he was, uh, he, you know, he was playing. Bagging groceries. And he was playing, what do you call it? Arena. Arena football. And all of a sudden he comes up, he's in the Hall of Fame now. So hopefully there'll be a happy ending here. I, you know, I don't know which way to go because now, you know, now that the, 
the, the enthusiasm or the, you know, the uh, intoxication of what he did on that one day, you know, kind of reality sets back in. Right. And you kind of go, yeah, well, I don't know, maybe we'll see. But, you know, good luck to him and, and, and congratulations. Yeah, let's let's find out. And, uh, you know, he's he's 0-2 as a starter. He's, he started twice in his career and he, he's 0-2. He comported himself. He... He did everything. He was not the reason why they lost that game. They actually, they were more competitive because of him. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I said that today after, the, you know, they played the game to me or, you know, shortly after the game. So without him, there was no game at all. I, I'm telling you what, if you look at it, very similar, completely different end result. Well, the end result was the same, but not quite as lopsided. But he actually was Patrick Mahomes in the very first playoff game the Tampa Bay played. Mm -hmm. He did everything, maybe not quite to what, not really, even, not at the level. I have to say that. That that there's a difference. Compare those two, actually, Todd. Think about it. Go back and think about Heineke when they played the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs, mm -hmm. and then think about Mahomes when they played them just last week. Mahomes was doing things that, like I said, he needed a cape. Uh, it was just to me, it was just spellbinding that how well he performed under the kind of pressure he was under constantly and made throws. You're going, how did he do His that? athleticism was off the charts. And, and, and he's, he's a slick kind of a quarterback. Right. You know, he almost looks like a magician. You know how he starts this way, turns around. He does some of his hips are like he slips. He slips. And he's got a strange run, yeah. a strange gait, the whole deal. He doesn't really look athletic. No. He's even he, got a little pooch going yeah, already. Yeah, exactly. His butt kind of sticks out. <laughs> Maybe that's what makes the belly look a little bit more. But but it's so weird how he, he looks like a guy that should actually be on third base, the third base coach doing this stuff. You know, because he's, he's smooth. And it, to me, like I said, and that was what Heineke did that in the very first game. So yes. maybe the Bucks said, hey, we've already seen this act. We're not impressed. Taylor Heineke tried this. Oh, we got a little bit nervous, but not that bad. We know how to play, guys. Like I don't know. But well, like the good news is we're going to find out what is going to uh, – Mr. Heineke's true skills are. He's going to get, a, he's gonna get a, le a legit shot because they don't have a quarterback. No, and they still – no word on Alex Smith. No. That's just no. a big mystery. No. I mean, not, you know, number 11, I think, is for number – I don't know. I think he's proved what he wants to prove. Yep. Okay. And I've proved what I've wanted to prove. You've proved what you want to prove. So I think maybe we ought to do Rigo out. That work?